Earners, what's up? Look, I want to give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click, absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Earners, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy to use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex, simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k, and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, the real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. All right, guys, welcome back. Earn your leisure. Special, special edition. 
Oh man, um, energy is high here. <laughs> but before we start, we gotta tell you the backstory of this episode. So, <laughs> one of the one of the one of the people's favorites is uh, episode number eleven. Derek yeah. Falcon, restaurant owner from Baltimore. If you haven't listened to the episode, you're doing yourself a tremendous homemade. disservice. Oh, yeah, homemade, <laughs> homemade back. for sure. Um, so when he came on, he uh, he was talking, and he said a line, and he said this line. When we see that a young black kid is he's 15 years old and he's 6'9 and he could dribble. We gotta make sure he Yo, we 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 clamoring like yo keep him out of trouble and make sure he get home. Yeah. But when you see the young black entrepreneur who's 20 years old who's selling nachos, you know, like my young man Killer from Nacho Bank, he's selling nachos, you throw him to the walls. Yeah. Oh, you know my cousin, my uncle, my crackhead uncle, can he sweep the steps up? No, stop doing that because they do that all the time. They tend to undermine the value of our entrepreneurs where and essentially our entrepreneurs and our creatives are the future. So when he said that yeah, line, like what? When he said that line, I didn't really know what he was talking about, yeah. honestly. I didn't really know what he was talking no, about. I, was no, like, one, no one caught it. Yeah, he's like, well, man, kill him. Not, not sure. He's selling, he's selling nachos. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, me and that But 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 so what happened was so when that clip when the clip came out, I put the clip on Instagram. Yeah. And and my man, Nacho Bangers, he commented in the comment, like, yo, I'm the kid. I'm Nacho. I'm the kid he's talking about. I was and, like, oh. And then I looked on his page <laughs> and I seen he had like 60,000 followers on Instagram. He had a whole movement going. I'm like, oh. So now we connected the dots. So the dope thing about Earn Your Leisure is that it's more than just a podcast. It, it's storylines involved. It's a whole vibe. Yeah. So from that, so we met him. In person at our DC event, yeah. him and his man Al, shout out to Al. They Al, came, to, up, they came to our podcast and they came to the workshop, and and then from there he said, "I'm not sure." I said, "Bro, I know who you yeah, are." Yeah, so we had a, <laughs> we had a conversation, and he and he he's from Baltimore, so coming back to New York, we had to you know pass through Baltimore yeah. on our way back from DC. So um, we stopped at his spot and we ate, and he was telling us his story. We gotta be fair to him; he's usually closed. He's like, yeah, he yo, opened he, the spot tell for me us. if y'all gonna come. I said, we'll, bro, we'll talk about that. We coming. He opened the spot for us. We ate, and um, we had like an hour long conversation. He's like, yo, you want to come on the podcast? And he's like, yeah. So he was in New, in New York for DJ Envy and Caesar yeah, seminar. Shout out to them alumni. Shout out to them EYL alumni. And um, afterwards, came to EYL Studios. Yeah, yeah, the headquarters. And this, and this is where we at now. So um, first and foremost, thank you. Hey, y'all, welcome, man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate y'all, man. Hey. For sure, for sure. So, all right. So, my man Nacho Bang. What do you want me to call you? You want me to call your government Huey Nacho Bang? Huey B Nacho. My alter ego is Huey B Nacho. You know, Mr. Nacho Banger. I had to get rid of my real name. You know, Huey B Nacho. So yeah. So the thing I like, the thing I like about Nacho is that a lot of people have been asking us like, yo. Y'all got all of these moguls that have like a hundred properties yeah, been and established all this, but it's like, can you get like the up and coming entrepreneurs? Like, yeah. cause the thing about Earn Your Leisure is we tell everybody's story. Right. So like, you'll get an up and coming cat that's like, you know what I'm saying? Doing his thing, but yeah. it's still in the beginning stages. So Nacho fits that perfectly. He's yeah. 23 years old. Um, and um, he got a whole booming operation going on in Baltimore um, with the with the food. He yeah. had the food truck and then he had a ghost restaurant. We'll talk about what the ghost restaurant is. And then he, he had a really creative idea to like brand his food business with dancing and that went viral <laughs> and like a lot of the, the musicians and all that so he's a young entrepreneur coming out of baltimore so this is going to be an exciting story yeah, his, and, his, um, his story was just so compelling when we sat when we went to the spot we were just like yo man as we eating the food that was delicious by the way we were just like yo we gotta get this kid up here man i appreciate y'all for coming <laughs> man you know uh 
I always say, never ever trust a skinny chef. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one bite tastes like love. I had to get y'all get that one bite, man. That's all we needed. So, all right. So, can we can we take it back from the beginning? All right. So, what's your story? How do you how do you get involved in in food in the food industry? And what's your what's your what's your backstory so, coming from Baltimore? What's I'm your story? Tell you how it is. Just like you know, when I was at y'all podcast in, uh, in DC. When I met y'all there, like at my, I met my man Ash Cash, he said from cheese to chips, you know, $60 to six figures. So I started, I started off broke. Started off, I ain't had no, I ain't know what to do. Straight out of high school. I got out June of 15th, 2016. I got out of, I got out of high school. So I'm like, what's next for me? What's next? I, I say, you know, I had to bag of weed. I'm ready to jug the weed off, get a half a baby, flip the money. <laughs> and I was on, then I was on. Instagram, I always say, your fortune is hitting in your daily routine. Every day I'm on social media. Every day I'm looking at different people. Mm -hmm. So I got on the Food Network channel. I seen a plate of nachos. I said, I can make that. It wasn't just the ordinary nachos, though. Like, you just see nachos. It was like a, a crazy blend. And I was like, I can put that together. I can make that. So I went in my neighborhood, and I'm just telling people, like, yo, I'm ready to start making some nachos. Y'all want some? Y'all going to buy some? Everybody like, yeah. A little spot called Glover, East Baltimore. So I'm like, y'all gonna buy something? Everybody like, man, come on, make them. I need them. I need them. <laughs> so they were so hyped because I bring the energy too. One thing I love is energy. So they love my energy. And I, after I made the food. I went to go get this hold up. Let me go burn it back. I went to go get the trays from my aunt. And when I got the trays from my aunt, I went nuts with the recipe. Went nuts with the recipe. I started July the 15, 2016. I only had $60 to my name. $60, walked to the market, grabbed the food. Put the nacho together real good. I was like, what am I going to call this? It's a banger. <laughs> nacho bangers. So you talking about like literally like the iron tray that like if I put the foil on, like you didn't even have that first. I ain't have nothing. I just had a bowl that you buy. Yeah. A tortilla. <laughs> throw some Doritos in it. Yeah. Add the meat. Add the queso. And I got to put the special sauce. We're going to get into that. We're going to tell you about the sauce. So um, when I put the sauce in there, it was a banger for real. It started like that. So you straight out the house, straight out the house. So you got the tray. You got the now. You just walking outside like yo, nachos is here. Um, so I, I mind you, I went to the neighborhood before. So I branded myself. I marketed myself before I went. Mm -hmm. Mind you, I straight out the house. No hot water, no gas on. So we really in a bando. I'm in my baby mama house. A bando, baby still in her stomach in the oven. I had to come up with some kind of hustle. Mm -hmm. Hustle is how you secure your true life experience. How you survive through life every day. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at hustle. Yeah, I mean, your, your story goes back further, though. Right? Yeah, it goes back further from, like, how I grew up. You know, um, I ain't grew up with love. I grew up with struggle. I grew up with uh, struggle, no structure. You know, foster care from three to six. My brother X, he introduced me to my mom mm -hmm. when I was six years old. He stole me out the foster care home, the married couple that we was with do foster care. He stole me out of there. Introduced me to my mom. Shout out to Big Cat. You feel me? He uh, introduced me to my mother. And when he introduced my mother, I'm like, oh, all right. This a mom? You feel me? Yeah. Not saying this a mom. I just never understood. Never, you never seen I a mother. I never seen a mother before. Yeah. I grew up with no father anyway. So when I first met a lady, like, oh, this mom? Okay. She was abused to the substance. Mm. So my stepfather was in her life. They won us from the, they, you know, went through the courts. They won us back, me and my brothers and sisters. So when they won us, I started going to my mother's house. I was six years old. Um, from there, she was abused to the substance, getting high and things of that nature. Toolbox locked the door. <laughs> no curfew for me. I was outside in the at, trenches. At six? Six years old. I caught the nickname Killer. Mm. Caught the nickname Killer. Uh, a friend of mine is John B. Rest in peace. 
he gave me the nickname Killer. I was just a bad little menace. I was a bad little kid in the community, menace to society. So yeah. I was real negative into the streets. And um, the name carried me to now. Yeah, and I mean, when we spoke, it was like, usually when the kid is like, the kid don't, don't act that acts up all the time. Yeah. It's like that's who the neighborhood loves. That's what, and that's what I, so I, now I, now yeah. you become the young boy for everybody. Yeah, so the, I was a, I was everybody's son. I was everybody's son. Everybody, I was everybody's first kid. I like that you said son. That's a New York thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was everybody's first kid in the neighborhood before anybody started making kids. I was everybody's favorite little young. And like yo, he bad yo, but I want to go take him shopping because he dirty. <laughs> yeah, so. I was everybody a little youngin'. They they took me out, you know. But I always knew morals. I always knew not to steal. I always knew how to respect the woman. Mm. You know them queens that you see. I was like, I gotta respect her. I can't call out her name. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta respect her. But um, through that trial right there, I had a uh, my second friend in life, Cuffy. So my guy Cuffy, he always like, like he snuck me in his house before, and I was staying there. You know, my house wasn't no structure. When it rained, we felt that. A rat, we lived through that. When mm -hmm. a rat run through the, we was in a real Vic. We was in a, we call them Vicks, the bando. Like, was like the real wire, the wire. Real, real vacant home. We sleeping in there. On the bed, when it rained, we felt that. Mm. Once again, I seen the rain, I could see the sky looking up. Damn. Yeah, so um, my second friend, he always snuck me in his house. My second friend in life, Cuffy, he was like six years old. This boy ain't supposed to have no company, you hear me? He sneaking me through the back door, Doug Biggie Chip, where he scared me, you hear me? So, <laughs> so he sneaked me in there, I'm staying with him, you know me, I ain't had nothing, so I stole his clothes, stole his shoes. Mm. Yeah. Survival, full survival Survival, but I put it back when I came back in the house. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little dusty, but um, from there, that second friend in life, man, he just, we went so far, and I started this brand, Nacho Bangers, like, it was a brand for me. So what made you want to start Nacho, like, coming, coming from... From adverse circumstances and coming off the street corner, um, what made you say, "Okay, I want to be an entrepreneur"? Did that just happen it by accident? Even, it was. Uh, I even know. I know what I was doing. I was just blind to the game. I was blind to the lifestyle. I just had a vision to do so. Like your fortune is hitting your daily routine. I'm on social media. I see a plate of nachos. I told myself I can make them. I put it together. First, I started off with shredded cheese. I didn't even know how to really make the queso real good, wipe it down. I was microwaving my shrimp at one point in time. Mm. Wasn't even sauteing, wasn't even grilling them. Just put the obey in a butter bowl, put the shrimp in there, throw them in a the microwave. It's still a little tender when you bite them. So, no, no culinary school needed. No, no school. Yeah. No, no school. No mother that taught me how to cook. No grandmother that taught me how to cook. Everything straight learned from self. Who taught you how to cook? Myself. Like just trial and error? Just tr yeah, just trial and error. YouTube? You know, I know how to make noodles and uh, <laughs> so I just put the same seasons I put in the noodles. Like, My oodle noodles, baby. I think the steak season will go ahead. Oh, Obey? Let me put the Obey in here. Oh, yeah, this is a banger. <laughs> so I get to mix that up. And from there, you know, I got the friends around. Shout out to Young Inky, A1 Bean. Uh, they get to eating my food. They be like, bro, yeah, this the one. In the neighborhood, approve of it. Had 12 customers in one day, 200 plus in one month. That's so the first. That's the first, first month. Day. That's the first day. So you start. All right. All right. So you start off. You had sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. And um, you said you, you you had to borrow sixty, right? Or oh, you asked to borrow and so never came. Oh, that's <laughs> so through high school. I graduated high school. So we going through the uh, we doing a resume and stuff. As soon as you get out of high school, you want I gotta get a job, a good one. So diploma. I got a diploma. All this time I went to school for one month. I graduated. I went to school for one month. Wait for. <laughs> For, well, for the entire senior year? I went to school here and there. I, I played the streets, so I really I, I was living through survival. So like, I you say in total one month? Total one month, basically. For 
I went for that last month in school for the finals. For the last year, for your senior year. For the last year, for the senior year. Oh, okay, okay. So oh, I, yeah. So I got with the guidance counselors. I linked up with the guidance counselors. I linked up with the counselors, like, you know, the uh, administrators that, that was able to help me. I was, a, I was a bad kid. So, so you went to school for a month and graduated? Hey, you still got school for a month. You still got All out. I do had to pay my dues. Yeah, they shut the school down the same. What did I what did, I what did I say about um public school? Easy. That that this in, doesn't help the argument. In the podcast, <laughs> I said as long as you as long as you showed up and didn't curse the teacher out, you gotta be. Yeah. But he ain't even show up. He, I ain't even show up. All I he graduated. The main thing I did see this how this how I graduated. <laughs> I paid the dues. I paid my four hundred dollars. For like senior trips and, and Captain Gowns, I didn't like even that? get to the trips. They just want the money. <laughs> <laughs> they want the money. I just paid. I paid the dues and I graduated. So the education that I did get out of there, the main thing I still learned from high school is the five W. So the five W's. Once I learned the five W's, it just took me everywhere. Like what I wanted to do in life. So all right. So you asked to um borrow sixty dollars to start the business, right? I asked to borrow sixty dollars. So uh, my best friend, we graduated. I'm, I'm doing a FAFSA. I'm doing the resumes and stuff. So we got to that fast for I'm getting a lot like bothered because I'm like my mother gotta come. Oh, she definitely not coming. <laughs> they gotta sign the papers. They gotta sign the papers. So I'm like, man, this ain't gonna work out. I said, you know what? I ain't paying no debt. I'm gonna build my own debt. So I was always looking at debt like it was money. So I was like, college? No, that ain't really for me. So from there, I was like, man, I'm ready to start. I'm ready to start selling food on the grill. That was my my main topic, like sell food on the grill. I told my best friend, like, Ma, I say, Ma, let me hold $60. I got you, bro. Never gave me the 60 <laughs> Two weeks later, I asked my baby mama, I asked my child mother, can I borrow the uh, $60? She gave me $60. And from there, I made it. Straight up. So, all right. So, it comes, so you make this, this dish, and it becomes popular in your neighborhood. It becomes popular in the neighborhood. People start buying it. Yep. And you, you get a consistent flow of people that's consistent buying Consistent customers so, every day. So, they're pulling up to your house. They're pulling up to my credit. where I live at. Okay. So, all right. Walk me through the first month. How does this first month play out? Like, how, are you like, how are you getting orders? Are they texting you, DMing you? Oh, like, so what's, what's it um, look like? The DM, the phone calls. So, I had the Instagram banging, the phone calls, you know, the walkthroughs just because I started in the neighborhood. First, it was just in the, I walk. So and how old are you, like 18? I was uh, 19. 19. 19, right. straight out of high school, 19. July the 15th, 2016. So that first day, them 12 customers, people that I, post, I promoted on Instagram, the main thing how I started, I took pictures with the customers like this with a good smile, and I posted on Instagram. Everybody that shot with me, I took a picture with them. And I took a picture of them, and I used social media as that platform as my documentary of life, everyday life, my documentary. So I looked at social media, and I put every picture, everybody that shot with me within that, that day and through the whole month, I took a picture of them and posted them. So by me getting hot, they was getting hot too because they were like, oh, he went? That's my uncle. That's my aunt. That's my little sister. That's my kids. So everybody was like, I got to see what that's about. Mm. So what? at what point do, do you really start to like, like blow it up? And when it's I like... had to Google what six figures was because I had too much money in the shoebox. Mm. So you, you're taking the revenue in, right? Straight. Yeah, at, at that time, were we charging $5 for a taco? No, this $12 for a nacho. It oh. wasn't no rap or nothing. I'm oh. charging straight $12. And it's straight, straight cash? Straight cash. You straight ain't, ain't having a credit card uh, processor, or nothing? Somebody told me to go to Walmart, buy a little square thing. <laughs> <laughs> I hooked the square up on my um, joint. To your phone? To my phone. Start swiping cards. So how many customers you averaging per, per day? Oh, per day? Um, Wow. I couldn't even count. I, I, didn't, I, even, I couldn't even count, man. I was saying, like, I could tell you we was making 10 bands a week. 10,000 a week. 10,000 a week. So, me. 
just by myself at the time. Just straight out out the really, really out the band though. Out the band though. <laughs> so you're making ten thousand a week at nineteen years old. You got you, old. you got a nice thing going. And then at what point do you get the food truck? Um, so I got a food van. I was still out of a caravan. I was out of regular little van banging around the neighborhood first. Like late night, I ain't closed. I, we we all I always open up from six p.m. to twelve a.m. So I open up late because that's the times everybody ready to get off of work. Open boom, summertime here. So six to twelve, at the twelve o'clock, I do the nightlife. So I start doing the parties and stuff. So so you pulling up the van after the club? At the club. This is a good thing. I, I was pulling up in the van in the trenches where they where they selling the hard drugs at. Where they selling drugs at? I was pulling up on. I was pulling up on the boys that was on the block because they ain't leaving. They making their money right there. So I found them right there with the nachos. Now I seen it on Instagram. I saw it a year ago. Cause I'm, I'm observing when you when you when you hit us, I looked at your page and I looked back like 27 weeks, and I saw I'm like, all right, these kids heavy in the streets right yeah. now. Yeah. And then so, but the thing I like about this is that you have no formal training. No formal and, training. But it's like sometimes common sense goes a lot further than just you know college, yeah. right? So it's like. You know, if, like you, that, if, if, like if you know, if you ever been to a club, you know that people are hungry oh after God. club. They oh, eat. Really? They want to go to diners. Yeah. That's why in New York, like the food trucks are real big. So it's like you have your own makeshift food truck yeah. Yeah. and you know what time the club closes. You know where people are at, at three o'clock in the exactly. morning. Because after, after you've consumed all that liquor, you got to have some food you in your stomach. Right? So that's what I said. Like, and Max Maxwell said this, but this is true, man. You took an imperfect action. You had no idea. What you were gonna do? I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. I Coming just took up. that, you know, fearless. I was just fearless because imagine I'm still trapping out my house. I'm in Baltimore City. <laughs> you know, I'm happy. My name was good in a, in, a, in that lifestyle. You know, growing up, uh, that that's what helped me out as well because people respected me from from the growing lifestyle up. growing up. You know, because yeah. I had respect and I gave them respect. So growing up, I'm happy. I had that respect that no one robbed the house or anything like that. We was good in that, and I all praise be to Allah. That's the biggest thing, you know, we gotta put a law first. I was praying. I was on my deem. I prayed so much about me praying a lot. That's what got things connected. So I always walk fearless. Mm. Only fear I had was a fear of a law. So after the after the um truck, right? I was a van. I had a van. The van, the van, the van. I didn't even get the truck. The so after all right, so you got the van. You got the van. Yes. Now you 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 selling out of your house and you you're mobile. No, right? so I'm preparing. It was it was no hot plate in the van. Nothing. We just got a van. Got a wrap with a nacho banger logo. I'm preparing the food. In the, I'm preparing the food, and I'm putting it into the in a van. So you mm. you prepping like 40, 50 nacho yeah, bangers. Nacho bangers. So it wasn't really it wasn't really a food truck. Nope. It was just delivery food van. inside of a delivery van. Okay. And it was like it was like advertising. <laughs> what I like going to a billboard. I already got doing the marketing on Instagram. I'm advertising on the van. So the police even beat the horn. Beep, 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 what y'all got in there? We hungry. <laughs> they not asking you for no, no license or nothing like license that. License enough, they just hungry. Yeah. So that's built out clientele with the officers and things. Built out clientele on the streets because, well, that's not your banger van. Pull them over. Beat the horn. <laughs> so, you know, we were just feeding people. Out, I got one for you. Straight out our hot bag, giving you the food. Ah, the hot just like bag. on the road. They on just the road. pull up to you in traffic. And we ain't know what that station we be going. We just driving, yeah. We just driving. Catch you in traffic, literally. Yeah, in literally. Traffic. <laughs> All right, so the next segment we're going to talk about the scaling model, ghost restaurants, and where you go from there. Dance moves as well. Yeah, we got to get to that. All right, so, um, okay. So you start out the, the, the bando. Out the bando. <laughs> you, um, you, you're, you're selling hot plates. Yeah. 
and um, inclusive to everyone, hand to hand, <laughs> nacho bangers, and then and then you get the van, you wrap it with your your logo. Now, Do you, before, put, you put you put before the van, it was a regular little caravan. So first, I'm gonna share my mentor. I got two mentors in life. One, Uncle T. Number two is Derek Falcon. You have to be real careful of people you call your mentors. That's a fact. Yeah, you have to be careful who you call your mentors because they got to live up to a lifestyle that you actually can live by and follow through. Uncle T is my life coach. Derek is my financial advisor. <laughs> He's my mentor. He's everything I need as being an entrepreneur in the restaurant industry. So I go to Derek Falcon for everything in that, in that nature. And Uncle T, I go for everything that I need, you know, how to be a father, how to how to maintain, you know, my health, my wealth, you know, Uncle T. And um, Uncle T, his daughter came to the uh, crib. She's like, I want some nachos. And he was like, where? Out the house? I'm not going in there. It's the house like a trap. <laughs> <laughs> like a trap house. He was like, no, they sell nachos in there. So Uncle T came in, he came, he came in my spot, him and his daughter, and he was like, wow. I see how this kid got it. So he see how I got the, got everybody in line, waiting on their food and stuff. So they, the line is literally lined up yeah, like at the outside door, the house. At the, out the house, all the way inside wow. to the kitchen. So he coming in, see the operation. He bring his best friend, Tony, with him. So before they leave, I'm like, Uncle T, look, look, hold up. Let me get these people out of here. Before you leave me, let me get these people out of here. Don't leave me yet. So he waited. You know, I made him extra nachos because they waited for the wait. <laughs> um, his best friend like, man, I wanted some lamb chops. I ain't want no food out of no trap mm-hmm. house. So I'm like, man, listen, this is the best nachos ever. So Uncle T and them, they uh, waited for me. I told, I, I ran to Uncle T. I got everybody out the kitchen. I said, man, look, man, I'm ready to get evicted, man. He's like, you don't got no house, no storefront or nothing. Uncle T like, look, my best friend Tony, he just got past all the inspections and things. You can actually open your restaurant in here. Mm. So Uncle T told me the time to come. The next day I was there before everybody got there. I was just so dedicated. I had that, that hustle in me. Like, I got to get here. So... They let me in the storefront. I came in there with uh with three thousand dollars. Came up front with three thousand dollars, you know, walked to the storefront. While we was ready to get evicted because I wasn't paying nobody else debt. That was on her mother. <laughs> like I wasn't paying nobody else debt. I wanted this, this is your baby. Your baby. Yeah, this is my child mother. And she was still pregnant at the time. I'm like, look, we ready to get an apartment. I'm not paying for your family debt at all. I'm getting up out of here. We got a room in here, that's it. We getting up out of here. So um, she was with whatever I was with at the time. So um, Uncle T was like, man, I like you, kid. <laughs> so his tell, tell you, this is not his store. This is his best friend's store. So his best friend was like, man, you not put that kid in my store. So I got babysitting for like a good seven months before they even gave me keys. So I had to wait for them to open the door. I had to, they had to lock the door behind me. But they let you have the store. They let me have the store. Right. Only could open up from six to twelve though, same time. When they six when, p.m. When, 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 when they were closed, when they were closed, right? Yeah, they they did the breakfast time. So they did breakfast from like nine to nine to five. You know. So, so you open up you open up a restaurant pretty much makeshift restaurant in somebody else's restaurant. Yeah. So I was you, I was waiting on them using their kitchen. Yeah, I was using their you kitchen. You paying them rent? Paying them rent. I was paying a thousand a month. Okay, but you can only use it at nighttime. I can only use it. They didn't trust you. They did not trust me. So they had to open the door, close the door. Yeah, to lock it, close. Because look, you got a young kid, nineteen years old. I don't know what this kid into, but you know, I had to build my trust with him now, and I built that relationship with Trish. So how do you how do you meet Derek Falcon? So Derek Falcon, I met Derek out of Sharif, brother Sharif, man, good brother, good Muslim brother, own a lot of restaurants. His story is similar to mine. How he started his his restaurants and his empire in the restaurant industry. So. 
I'm like, Sharif, he ain't got a lot of time on his hand, so he couldn't really mentor me. So Dirt, he passed me the Dirt. Man, Dirt was just like inspiration. I'm like, <laughs> I, I can relate. He was relatable. Around yeah. my age, talked my tone, low key with everything. He, I, I can just vibe with him. I can just vibe, and I felt this vibe and his energy. And I'm like, man, that's what I'm trying to do in life. Mm. They need the main thing he taught was system. Save yourself time, energy, and money. Taught me system. Dude, you said when when he walked into your store, he was like, yo, throw this, everything out. Yeah, throw everything out. He walked into my store, throw everything out. This this this, this is not what you're doing. <laughs> this is not how you want to operate. At that time, what's the store looking like? Your store looking like a trap. <laughs> That's all I knew was the house. So it, a lot of customers in there, you know. So Dark was like, I'm going to come back on a day when it's not open. What day you close? I sound like I'm a little bit dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come back what day you're not open. What day you close on? That's where we're going to come. So, mind you, I ain't know the profit margin of the business. I ain't know how much portion to put in the nachos. I ain't know nothing. So, Dirk came in there for free and scaled my restaurant. So, you just out, literally out here doing Did you even know what a profit margin was at this I point? I didn't know what a profit margin was. I ain't know no numbers or anything. That's why it's good. The networking, I didn't even know what networking was, literally. Yeah. I just knew, all right, that's a customer. It's supporting. But then when I got with Dirk, I learned what the consumers was and what a supporter was. Mm. You know, consumers is someone who buy. Supporters is people that's going to actually tell you what you're doing good and what you're doing wrong and how you're able to scale this and be better. So um, one thing, Darty came in and he scaled the restaurant. He's like, you got to make some changes here. You have to really build things, you know, portions, things that nature. You have to really learn how to portion your items, how to really scale it. And once I learned how to scale it, it changed my life. So, like, what did he, like, what's some of the things that, like, the key things that he taught you? Uh, the, the key thing he taught me was, um, the, the write down, the the uh the measurements. Mm. The measurements of the meat, you know, six ounces for that. That's the banger. Three ounces for the chicken wrap. You know, this how you scale to put this amount of shrimp in there, because I was feeding them with shrimp. <laughs> shrimp high. Yeah. How you wanna get that much seafood out for three dollars? <laughs> right, right. You thinking like your overhead gonna be real high yeah, if you yeah. keep doing this. So I had a I got a nice, easy menu. Like the like my food cost. He taught me the food cost of things like, bro, your food cost is low. You giving too much out. Mm. You're just doing the most. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I don't know this lifestyle. I just know how to hustle. I know how to trap, take a risk and prosper. That's all I knew at the time. Mm. Take a risk and prosper, trap. But um, that helped me how to grow, man. Get rid of your old ways. You hear me? So at that at that time, right, you was doing ten thousand in the house. Now you got the storefront. Yeah, so same profit margin. We getting more. Now? So um, margins overhead now. So you got BGE, you got employees. You have uh, rent that I didn't have no problem when I was out the house. So all this stuff is new to me. I never paid rent. I ain't had my own apartment or nothing yet. Yeah, employees? Yeah, had employees. That's crazy. I had, <laughs> I had some employees, man. Uh, shout out to Rock, Cam, Taja. Uh, I had some good employees, man. You know, they was actually customers at one point in time. Yeah. And I made them my employees. I taught one girl how to run a cash register. We ain't even had no cash right. It was the money in the box still. I'm in the store with the dollars going to box. Dollars here, fives here, tens here, uh, twenties here, hundreds right here underneath this other box. With the calculator? Yeah, with the calculator. <laughs> so we calculating every item like that, you know. She like that. She don't know anything else. Just the cash right. So I told her to make the cash register and make the juices for the people. And that's how we're gonna rock out. So at what point do you leave there? Cause you had your own you got your own spot at one point too, right? What? Restaurant. No, this not is a restaurant, storefront. No, this is my storefront. This oh. the, is the one. So at the wards, um, the guys and stuff, 
Mr. Tony, he had a crew in there for the breakfast time and lunch. Lunch and almost dinner. Then I came in. So y'all pretty much sharing a, a Yeah, spot. we sharing the same It's two spot. restaurants. Two restaurants and, and, one. and one. Yeah. But they failed. First attempt in learning. So I learned off of them. I understand. Catch these acronyms. Failed. First attempt in learning. So once they failed, I had to realize it could happen. The, the restaurant closed. No, they Damn, bought. That part. Yeah, they bought. They bought. So I'm like, I came back to it. Another prop was just like, Tony, look, man, I know y'all ain't really doing good. Can I get up there? Can I get that you, extra You want to take that time slot now? Yeah, can I get that time? Yeah. So it was a big hump for me. Like, all right. Because a lot of people couldn't get to me at six now. So how much is the rent now? The rent went up $1,000. So, so $2,000 but you got yeah. it. It's your spot. Twenty four hours. Everything mine. Whatever that. Whatever I want to do, I open up from twelve. So I start opening up from twelve to twelve. Yeah, but that took six to seven months of trust, plus them failing, and now you saying, "Let me realize it can happen." I'm gonna take some opportunity. Yeah, I'm gonna take opportunity. Maximize. Maximize. So, yeah. so what happens? All right. So you're up. You're open. It's your spot now. Twelve to twelve. Your show. How's that? How's it work out for oh, you? Oh man, it was going amazing. It was. Uh, it still is amazing. It was going amazing. Um, I'm in it every day. I'm cooking up. I get to see that lunch crowd. So we near a hospital, John Hawkins. Mm. So I get to see that crowd come. I get to see all these, this new crowd come. So that brought that fresh money I wasn't never seeing <laughs> out the house. How old were you then? I was uh, 20. 20, right. 20, yep. So 20, 20 years old. <clears throat> so I'm looking at uh, 20 years old. I'm in the kitchen every day. You know, it, it got overwhelming then. Because I got so many cousins. So I had to start, you know, hiring people and things of that nature. So Cuffy was always... Shout out my guy Cuffy. He was always promoting and things. So I'm trying to give him money. Like, Cuffy, take this 200, man. I love how you promote. He ain't wanting no money. Keep your money, bro. So Cuffy just start coming there and giving me a hand with things. Mm -hmm. Then he turned to my partner. Yeah, just from the ground. Yeah. So, so, all right. So that was 2015? 17. 17? 2017. 2017. All right, so 2017, you're up and running. And what are you selling? Like, what's on the menu? Oh, so now what's on the menu? You have the nacho bangers. You have the banger wraps. You have the banger juice. Um, I love it. I love it. You had the like banger juice. Tacos? No, we ain't even do tacos yet. So we had the banger juice. It was just three items on the menu. Then uh mind you, I ran across Dark. Dark say six items. He told me how to measure my items out, itemize my um items on the menu. Cause I looked at his menu, I'm like, damn. It's a little bit of stuff, but it was good. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I looked at his menu and I started like, all right, look, I'm stuck with six items now, six items. So I um put the wrap, I put the nacho banger first, made the wraps, the juice, the cheese steaks, the coffee bowls, and the fries. So I made six items. What's the coffee bowl? The coffee bowl is like a homemade mashed potatoes. Uh, real steak, not the fake steak. The bowl that I carry your toes, you hear me? Um, <laughs> queso in there with the sauce. Everything made with extra love. You know what I'm saying? Made with extra love. Extra love. Extra love. So when you bite this coffee bowl, so all right. So you so so now you still got the you still got the food van at that time? No, yeah, I still got the van at this time. Yeah. So you all right? So now you that, got that's delivering too. Yeah, we're delivering as well. So now you got. So we deliver like to events and things. And we ain't deliver like this regular on the street because we st we both was in the kitchen then. So now you got the van and you got the store. How much money are you bringing in a month from the whole operation? Oh man, so ten, ten a week. We was bringing like a good fifty k, uh, 40, 40, 40 a month. Forty a month. Yeah, we twenty years old. Twenty years old, winning net, is, net, winning. No one was supporting. Now, so um, after the uh, like after your expenses, how much did you, did you? 
But I ain't know. At that time, I ain't know. No, that's an honest yeah, answer. Yeah, that's that's an honest answer. And I, I respect that, that because it's like, because you, you told us before, like that kind of hurt you later on. And yeah. that happens with entrepreneurs all the time too. Where so, it's like, they don't know how much, especially if you're young, you're getting money. It's like, it. I don't know. Yeah. But it catches up with you it. down the line. It catches up with you down the line. So uh, come with that, you know, when I got to the six figures spot, I told you I had to Google what six figures was. I even had to Google what a father was, you know, not, not growing up with no father in my life. I had to Google like, all right, this is what a father is. Write down the steps of what fathers do. Uh, write down what six figures. I'm like, oh, it's only six zippers. Like, like for real, like, for it's, real. It's only 100K, literally. I said, okay. And, um, and I just learned that. I started looking at my numbers doing a clover. So I went to a bank, you know, um, shout out to April, April Diva Style. She's on the block. So this one, I got the mindset of a millionaire. I'm a she was on your block? She, she, that's her block. 2400. Yeah, you're on her block. I'm on her block now. So, mind you, so it was a, it was, so mind you, so somebody gave me game. You know, the customers give me game, but the customers around the neighborhood. Somebody sat on the outside, I'm sitting outside. Somebody like, you know, you're on a millionaire block, right? It's a black, it's a, this is a black owned block right here. I say, what you mean by that? He said, April right there, that's millionaire. He said, the pawn shop right here, they're billionaires. He said, the next restaurant next to you, they're millionaires. Yeah. He said, what that make you? I said, the next millionaire. <laughs> Facts. Facts. So I'm like, um, you know, I go I go holler at April Dealer Styles, you know. That's Wallow White. Shout out to Wallow. Shout out to Wallow. Yeah, yeah, shout out to So went to holler at April. That's one of my female mentors as well. I got three female mentors. You have April Dealer Styles. You have Shayna. She an accountant. You have my mama, Kia. My mother, Kia, I met her through the, through the trenches for real, you know. Through the trenches, she was one of them queens in the in the neighborhood that really taught me everything. Yeah. You know? So, so you are twenty years old. You've, yeah. You've you've brought in forty thousand dollars. You're not really sure what the numbers are. I don't what, know what what what, I what, know. what what are we doing? We what are we buying? What, what? Oh, so we buying all types of cars. Mind <laughs> you, the baby just was born. So pampers and wipes. <laughs> that was serious. Uh, you know, buying new cars, buying my child mother a new car, paying the rent off for like. A year, you know, so I'm paying all every quarter. I'm paying rent off for a quarter worth. Like, all right, yeah, this is how much? It's a thousand a month right here. All right, boom. Still paying a landlord, so paying a rent for the store. So these is bills now. So I'm starting to learn. Okay, this is bill. Paying employment. Didn't know the full cost, so I'm messing up money on full cost. You're just mm-hmm. paying too much for food. I'm paying too much for food. I'm paying too much for employment because I ain't know no better. Yeah. So when you went to full day, how many employees now? Oh, now I like the labor, so it's only two employees now. You know, one to do the cashier and one to do everything else. The portions, the mm-hmm. uh, the prep, the prep, the portions. You no, know. you mean at that time, right? How much? Oh, at that time? Yeah, yeah. So like half day, you had like two, and then oh now yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah, day. yeah. So it was always like I had four employees every four employees a day. You have twelve to six. That was a, that was two employees. Six to twelve. That was two employees. Okay. How much was you paying them? I was paying them like um. I'm be real, man. Like, <laughs> let me be real. I didn't even know what the uh, what they call it, minimum wage. Minimum wage. I didn't know what minimum wage was at the time. They was just loving me. That's my boss. I'm young. I'm a boss. <laughs> I had to Google what a boss was. So um, you know, I was paying like two hundred, two fifty here and there. I know. So I it probably, wasn't even like a set salary. You just paying them. I'm money. just paying them, like bro. just on some just street. Like, they might have earned it or yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, two hundred here, fifty here, yeah. like that. No, it's an honest answer. And also, tax free. A lot of time, people tax people free. don't understand like what you said about tax free money for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what you said about paying the rent up front is um, it's hard to understand 
if you've never seen that before, but I've seen it before, like when somebody had money and they move into like a nice condo and they paid a whole year. <laughs> yeah. They pay like $24,000 up front. Up front. But it's like, obviously, for somebody that's like educated on finance, it's like you could have used that for a down payment of a house, right? House. But coming off a street corner, you're not yeah. thinking like that. And like I said, I've seen people do that before. Yeah, you know? I wasn't thinking at that time, man. So uh, all that time, I'm wasting so much money. Like, it was just money just going waste. I ain't know what it was going to waste, but I just knew it was money going. It was blonde. So at what point do you? All right, so you get the you get the whole the whole city in the frenzy with the yep, with the, the nacho band bangers. and the, the the. But then you started a um a dance. So the nacho banger dance. Oh so man! This this what happened, right? We in a we in a uh, car. We bought me Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, yeah, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana. <laughs> so then my my boys A One Bam and Young E be like nacho bangers, nacho bangers. So who you hear on the song, Nacho Banger song, is A1 Bane. So he like, Nacho Bangers, Nacho Bangers. We got beef. We got strength. One bite. Tastes like love. You can even get it with cheese. Yeah. Nacho Bangers. Yeah. Nacho Bangers. Yeah. Dab. With a dab of sour cream. Dab. Dab. With a dab of sour cream. Dab. Dab. So these guys in the car bumping the hand of Montana. And he's your friends. He's my friends. So Bane got a studio in his house. And he make beats and everything. So A1 Bane straight going to, going to the studio. Cook up. <laughs> he cook up. I'm cooking nachos. He cooking up beats. So he go cook up. I'm like, what you what you mean you cooking up? I'm cooking up a beat. Yeah. So they got in the studio, man. Uh young Inky on the ad libs and A1 Beam just fired that thing. And to this day, man, we've still rocking concerts with that song. And after that, I just put a little dance together like this. We gonna put the clip on YouTube. <laughs> so um Nacho Banger uh dance went viral. So all that's what attracted all the youth. You know, then that's what got my foot into like the speaking engagements with, with the youth. You know how you started your business and things because all the kids start doing my dance. Mm. It was a dance. You know, even that dance that you made on Ellen. Shout out to A1 Chops and them A1 Trill, A1 Leak. Them them boys right there, they uh start doing a dance and that put the city in a frenzy. Like they went on Ellen with that dance. Like that that's was crazy. All right, so yeah, so the dance the dance goes crazy. Like I said, once again, I see because I do my research. I don't just ah, I don't I don't just. Awesome. I don't just listen to what people say. I actually do my research. And I seen it. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw it in Morgan State. I saw it in the clubs in Baltimore. I saw little, little kids, kids out there doing it in the little streets, Little kids man. in the neighborhood That's doing sad. it. And uh, it was a, it's a thing. Like, it's like a real thing in Baltimore. Um, so from there, more and more people know who you are now because they know you from the dance. Even if they don't know your food, they know it from they the dance. They know the dance. So after the dance, you know, shout to Cuffy. That's my guy. It's my brother, Cuffy Sauce. He came up with this thing called Sauce. He went buying famous off the sauce. With the W. With the W. Uh S A three W C E. Sauce. Gotcha. Hot sauce. <laughs> barbecue sauce. You feel me? Not your bank sauce. All of them. All over. So um that's Cuffy stat right there. So that put the city in a whole nother level. Cause now you have a hashtag that you can actually say sauce. So when people see it, they're like, sauce, you feel me? And that's what get our attention, like, it's a mango for real. So we're catching you, like, you'll be this, oh, that's the sauce boy, sauce. It's a mango for real. Like, that's it was a catchy phrase to get people, like, now you, if you don't even know us, now you're able to say one word and get us to smile, you know? So, yeah. and that was catchy, because, you know, I done seen famous people, I ain't know what to say to them. But if I know somebody got a crazy slogan, I'll be like, Oh yeah, I can say something like yeah. It's a banger for real. It's a banger for real. Like so, at what point? All right, so you blowing up in the streets. Yes. And um, you blowing money fast. Yes. And you 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 got the dance. Look move. how old I was. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah facts. Understandable. Yeah, for sure. Completely so, so, understandable. So you, but but at one point you realized that you had the real things in and become more organized, right? You said uh, you, you, you met an accountant or something like that. How did that? So what happened with that? I met a financial advisor. And, um, How'd you meet him? Through April, through April Diva Styles. Okay. So financial advisor Nicole Gross. She was working at Bank of America at the time. So she was like, um, you got a credit card? I said, what is that? Credit? You got a credit card? I'm like, what is that? <laughs> She's like, you don't got no credit? I'm like, man, what is credit? She broke the whole thing down to me. Only spend 20% on this and do this, do that. I'm like, slow down for me. <laughs> How do I start? Yeah. She said, first, you got to open a bank account, put like $500 in there. I said, I don't deal with no banks. I'm in a shoebox. So you, you keeping your money in a shoebox? I'm keeping my money in a shoebox inside plastic bags with every date on there. So I write the date of what I made the money to steal out the store. So I write it on the paper, oh, this date, put the put a, the money that we made that day, seal the bag up, put it in the shoebox. Real shoebox money. Real. So every month is a month, a box. Oh, this this Nike box got that month. That's April. This Nike box got, that's June. This Nike box got, that's month, the month. So every box... I know what's in it because I was like, all right, that's only three hundred dollars in there. What's only seven hundred in that? Oh, all right, let me take that zip my bag out. Oh, that's a thousand for the print. All right, boom. Trap is anonymous. Yeah, so I was um, <laughs> out there. So she's like, no, you have to stop that. So she brought me in the bank. I'm so confused. The whole time, I ain't no realistic. I'm really building a relationship with the bank now. So they actually know me now. So she helped me build that relationship with the bank. Um, to this day, she don't work there anymore. She had another bank and um. The bank still love me, you know. Um, so from there, mind you, I'm still out the shoe. I'm still out of box with my money into the store. So she she put me on game with the Clover system. That's the POS. Um, she put me on game like how to really start tracking. Because I got employees now. Come on, people still. So I'm not really knowing where money going. I'm just knowing if I make this quarter. My goal a day was eight hundred to a thousand dollars a day. You know, when I got the store from, I had to learn like, all right, this is what I'm gonna make. I was making past that though. It was scary, but um. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. People probably just yeah, they clipping you every clipping, day. But the, the love, you know, off of love, they they not. But yeah. I did not know. So um, she put the Clover system. Uh, um, taught me how to get the Clover. What's that? What's that? Clover is a POS system. It track your money down. You know how much money comes in. It track everything down. How much money come in? You can make invoices on it. Everything. So you can even do ads on there. Like everything. So track my money down and things. She taught me that. She taught me uh, how the credit card work, unsecured, uh, secured credit card, all that financial literacy that I actually needed. She took our time with me. So she broke everything down on, the, on, on black and white on a piece of paper. She had to break it down, do this. This is how you're going to spend it, things of that nature. Um, this is a FICO school. She taught me everything. You know, shout out to her. She got a company called uh, Be More Savvy. She's building, teaching free financial literacy to the community yeah, shout out to of Baltimore City. So, and I definitely invited to all my events about entrepreneurship where she could teach financial literacy to the world and um once she taught me that financial literacy part it gave me a break so i started really calculating my money start learning what a spreadsheet was and things of that nature through the um through everything with the clover system so every day i'm on a clover system looking like oh all right i made that then i got strict with my money i got strict with the employees that i had because now i'm looking at it like oh hold up Inventory was high, but we made this. Nah, who's stealing now? Mm. So I start getting back in the store real heavy. I start watching my numbers. And through then, still, money still being missing, inventory like this. So I'm like, all right. She's like, you have to get an accountant. I can't keep helping you. 
you gotta you have to keep books. She told me to download QuickBooks and things of that nature. So I'm downloading QuickBooks. Come on, I didn't know what the account was. Then she told me you gotta pay them this much a month. So I'm like, huh? <laughs> oh, they get a budget out my money? <laughs> no. Nah, what's that app? So I started doing the QuickBooks myself. The dang's got overwhelmed because Oh man, I'm getting booked for ty- all type of shows due to the dance. I'm getting booked for the shows. To they just want you to show up. They just want me to show and up and do the dance. Not even for the nachos. Not for the nachos. I'm getting booked. Not for the catering. I'm getting booked. We are getting booked. Me and Coffee are getting booked for the shows, the entertainment part. Then after the entertainment, I'm gonna start picking up the mics. I started hosting as well. Like one two one two, hold up. <laughs> so I start going crazy on the mic as well. So that club scene. So um, Nacho Bangers, y'all, it's the banger voice. So we get to going crazy on the mic and just getting booked for entertainment. So with, with that, it was like, I couldn't do QuickBooks no more. I'm getting all this kind of money coming in now. So receipts, I'm going shopping, I'm saving every receipt, I'm taking a picture of every receipt that I get. And I'm like, oh, this is new to me. Every store I go to, I'm like, oh, I need the receipt. The gas station, I need the receipt. For your deductions. Yeah, for everything I spend, I, I need a receipt. So all my friends looking like, what you keep getting receipts for? I'm sad, bro, you yeah. buy a pair of shoes, make sure you give me a receipt, yeah, bro. bro I, I know a guy who used to do that. Every time we would go out, he's sitting next to you. Yo, we would go out, he like for years, and I was like, yo, bro, what's he? And then I finally was like, oh, that's why he's keeping the receipts. Like anytime, like if he wouldn't even eat, he'd be like, yo, um, let me get your receipt. I was like, ah, great, got it. Tax write-off. Tax write-off. <laughs> yeah. So I start saving my receipts and all my friends to this no, not to this day, but <laughs> around that time, they used to give me um, the receipts and stuff. And I had a shoebox for the receipts, too. <laughs> shoebox for all the receipts, the days that I spent. So I started, I was my own accountant then, as I know. So I was booking my own stuff and uh, putting everything in order. So I got, that's, I learned order. And I was putting everything together. Then it was got too overwhelmed, so I had to get an accountant. And I started learning my money when the accountant t- taught me how to calculate my money. Then I, after that, I got an assistant. Cause I couldn't keep up with the accountant anymore because I'm moving the state to state now through the entertainment and the nachos. Mm. So I'm going to state to state. I'm going to uh, DC. I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going all over just to sell nachos, doing pop ups everywhere. And I'm meeting different people. I'm networking. So I got me an assistant. Uh, shout out to Pappy. So Pappy breaking everything down. I told him the whole format. It was a, so when I first thing I did, I built a confidential form. Before you walk into my store, before you walk in the back, you have to sign a confidential form. Then I read a uh, document where uh, someone was trying to get uh, talk to Blue Abby, but he had to sign a non-disclosure form, an NDA. <laughs> so I had a friend, I had a, a girl called my sister, Monty, and she was like, yeah, I know how to write that, write them up. I said, make me one for Nacho Bangers. So she made me an NDA form for Nacho Bangers. So people had to sign a confidential form, the non-disclosure, application so I started getting tech with everything like okay all right this is the employment so the accountant was like hey you can start putting what you gonna do uh 1090 with your employees I'm like no I want to pay their own taxes so I started getting smart then she's like do you want to uh, get WTs I'm like yeah that's more smarter I'm happy that I had an accountant but with the accountant I had a financial literacy lady that taught me everything the accountant supposed to do mm. so it was like I had somebody watching the accountant as well mm. you feel me I had my assistant watching my money from the employees. Then I had my accountant watch my money from my assistant. And I had the financial literacy lady watching the accountant. Because mm. that's how I really built a relationship with the bank flow. So I had people, I had her watch all, everything I go through. Like, okay, so I don't get caught up. You feel me? Yeah, just really quick. Why did you need a non-disclosure? Uh, non-disclosure because the sauce. The <laughs> recipe. You have to be real careful. Anything that we talk about here, 
you know, um, like some secret society. Yeah, we, yeah, literally. You know, you got planktons in the world. We like SpongeBob and Mr. Krabs. <laughs> you can't come get this secret phone. It's the sauce. So you know, we had to start. So you know, everybody, a lot of people start having us on their resume. That's why I had to start being careful because now this is a brand. This is a business. People want it's hot. People want to just work for us for the name. Mm. So I had to catch it. Like, nah, it's a little strict now. We're gonna do interviews. We gonna hire you like this. This is the protocol. This is how you want to come in. This is how you want to operate. You know, we want to give. We want to do our best with Chick Fil A service, but have a Chipotle assembly. You know, um, just like that. No, that's a fact. All right. So in the last segment, we're gonna talk about a few things, but I want to talk about ghost restaurants. Yeah, that's a, that's you, got a, some, yeah. that's you got something special with that. Yeah, sure. All right. So now we're gonna talk about something that's interesting. Um. So you, all right, you um. What happened to the van? He got crashed up. So. <laughs> Like a random thought, right? Wow. So about the van. So Cuffy come like, bro, bro, bro. Like, yeah, what's wrong? Calm down. Man, I got side swipe. The van crash. Damn. So I'm gonna call you right back. <laughs> I said, send me your location. I text like man, send me your location. I pulled up on the van. Ooh, child, look at that investment. <laughs> so I said, Ooh, child, look at that investment. You know how he is. Man, we will get it right back, man. We getting to it. We the bag of boys. I'm like, you're right, you're right, you're right. So me thinking I got an LLC with no insurance on the vehicle, I'm like, oh, are we good? You know, we all right. Yeah, it bit me in my ass afterwards. <laughs> so yeah, the banger van got crashed up. From there, it set me down a little bit. But I ain't sit down for too long. I grabbed me a smart car. So I gotta grab me some more eye candy. So that was an eye candy for the neighborhood. I'm a big dude in a smart car. I look like Shaq in a smart car. <laughs> so I'm driving around in a smart car with the with the this was a the convertible one, so the, the drop top, you hear me? In a smart car. So I'm driving around in a smart car. Nacho baggers, y'all. So I'm yelling Nacho Bang. You got some in there? Yeah. I'm pulling up on curves. I'm going crazy with the smart car. Serving nachos out the smart car. So they ain't stop us from being mobile. So alright. So then so then we So this is something that's really, really interesting. I actually just learned about um, and uh, a concept called ghost restaurants, which is actually very popular in New York City, yeah. Boston, DC, like metropolitan, metropolitan areas, areas yeah. where it's, it's you're trying to start a restaurant and Manhattan, the rent might be $15,000 a month. Yeah. So it's like you don't have enough money. A lot of overhead. But um, you can start a ghost restaurant. So you was actually doing this before you knew what a ghost restaurant was, right? Yeah, actually, I was doing it right out the crib before I knew what it was. Uh, good brother of mine's Al. Um, came through, he was letting me know, like, man, this is a ghost restaurant. Like, what? He was like, yeah, this concept right here, what you're doing is a ghost restaurant. Mm. Like, man, bring it down to me. Show me. You know, I always got to get the details. Man, you and, love to learn, man. I love yeah, that about yeah. you. Yeah, I, I got to understand where you get the information from. Yeah. Show me the source. So he broke the source down. L don't do too much talking. He pull it up and show you right in your face. So I'm looking it up. I'm like, this one thing I said, I seen the uh, read it. I read it. It was um, it was two. It was a company. It was two guys started a company. Man, they running nine kitchens out of two storefronts. What? Yeah, I'm running back. Ghost restaurants. They running nine restaurants out of two storefronts. So it could be like somebody selling Chinese food. Somebody selling Italian. Ta Italian. Somebody selling empanadas. All in the same kitchen. All in the same kitchen. Only for one roof. And so the thing with the ghost restaurant, correct me if I'm wrong, 
So you serve, you you make food out of like a kitchen, like your home, your home kitchen, takeout only. And you, you get um, like Grubhub or Uber Eats, Uber Eats Postmates, they deliver Seamless. it. But when you order from Uber Eats, you, you they have like a menu. You don't necessarily know what the, where these places are. No, you don't. You just no. see Thai restaurant. These are the different things that we have the on the menu. That they have. So now you literally make the food in your kitchen. You have Grubhub, Uber Eats come. And you know, the rest of the social media, your Instagrams, your Facebook, that people want to, you know. Yeah. So you yeah, advertise on that. You know, you can set a website up, advertise off of that. So one thing I did, you know, I'm already a platform on social media. So I started using Instagram. So I, I actually met a dude that was a chef. He do seafood real good. So I met him. You know what I do. I'm normally know how to hire. This was his profession. So I brought him around. I built the menu. I built the menu for six items. Six items again. Six items again. Yeah. Built the menu up, and I put them to work. You know, but now I actually know confidential NDA. <laughs> Here you go. It's another recipe. I cannot. I only had one employee, so he knew everything. You know, all you need is one. It ain't. It ain't too much walk-ins and there's takeout only. So the tablet's banging. He hitting every tablet. Pick up. Boom. Now you can do your time because you can put five minutes to wait, ten minutes to wait. Door, door dash pick up, grab her pick up, you know, and take the food to the people and they drive off with it. And they never have any idea that it's coming from you. Oh. And like you said, you can have seven different restaurants in one kitchen. In one kitchen. Chinese, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Pizza, got, got, it. got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So my main concept, you know. Uh, Everything three minutes away. <laughs> so you got to be safe serving things that nature. You have to be, you have to be tech, you know, licensed up and things that nature. Uh... I mean, and also, it's some, you know, you got the pros and the cons. So the pros about it, yeah, you can do all that great things, but you have to make sure the package good like a restaurant. You have to package it good. It's, it's still a restaurant, so you have to market it and ship it out very good. But the cons is that you can get bad reviews on Yelp. Oh, that hurts you. You can get, Yeah, so you, you, you can get bad reviews on Yelp or bad reviews on the, on the Grubhub, the DoorDash, because... The drivers can take too long. You get it? Mm-hmm. So the drivers can take too long and mess your whole product You up. can't control the drivers, though, you right? You can't control the drivers at all. So how do you get, like, if I wanted to start a ghost restaurant out of my kitchen, how do I get on Uber Eats? Is it like an application you got to fill yeah, out? Yeah, you have to fill an application out. You have to have an EIN number. You know, you have to have the basics for a regular restaurant. You have to have the basics. Um, so you have to fill out all the information. You know, they hit you back on the email. They do everything that... That you're looking forward to how to open a restaurant. They send a cameraman out to take the pictures of your food. Mm. So everything. Do they, do they taste it? Uh, no, they don't taste uh, it. They don't taste it. Uh, but but they, uh, they make sure it's official. Uh, yeah, they make sure it's official. So what I always do, I do private tastings. You mm. know, any restaurant I, I create, I do private tastings. That way they can come. You know, my friends come over, they taste the food. Oh, all right, this the one. Nah, I don't really like this. It's not a banger. It's, it's two seasons. It's not a banger. <laughs> so when I cook up for them, I'm like, all right, man. I always say this. Sometimes people are dreams are tied to your success. Mm. So certain investments that you take, there's someone dreams tied into that. So you you don't. I mean, you have some like uncanny hours, right? So like, yeah. So you want to talk about how much time is put into doing? Oh, a lot restaurants? of time is put in, into these um, restaurants, man. Only to come to a sleep is a dream, but you have to get your rest. Now I heard one thing: like if you rest, you rest. So be careful with your time, and you you definitely got to be careful with your health as well. So I definitely be tired. You know, this this restaurant industry, entrepreneurship, definitely, you know, put me in some sacrifices be, beyond my limits. I don't even see my children. You know, mm. I got two young boys from one 
one years old or two years old, Cheyenne Kabir. I don't, so that, that messed me up. My, my entrepreneur lifestyle, running a restaurant, messed up my relationship with my child mother, you know? Mm-hmm. Me not having a time, uh, me not being there for my, you know, for the family. I'm not even seeing my kids because I'm running the restaurants and things of that nature. So that really hurt me too as being a young father. So I'm trying to get that freedom back as well because, okay, you got freedom from not working for nobody, but now you take your freedom from your family. Like, they don't even get to see you. Mm. So my freedom got took from like that because being an entrepreneur. So that's the cons of the, of the restaurant industry as well and entrepreneur industry that you don't even see your family because you're working until hours. You're making you doing this so you become a slave of the money. Yeah, and that's the goal too is to ultimately scale to the point where you don't actually have to physically work because you're really trading one boss for another. In yes. that scenario, it's like now the boss isn't, Mr. Johnson, but the boss is Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin mm-hmm. Franklin. Your boss is money. The boss is money. So the goal is to actually be financially free to a point where it's not really about, I always say it's not about money, it's about freedom. About freedom. Yeah. That's, that's the so, most important thing. Peace of mind is you can't put a price tag on peace of mind. Can't put a price tag on peace of mind. Can't put a price tag on peace of mind. So my mindset now is like, you know, all that's taken care of. Communication is number one. You got to learn to communicate and let these women know that's actually taking care of these kids. Let your sons know. Let your family know, like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm 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 gonna sacrifice this time right now. Yeah. Oh, so now I do, I'm gonna get my kids three days out the week. I make sure I get them three days out the week. Like I pause myself, I get a brother of mine that know the recipe and things, that know how to run a restaurant. I get an employee that know how to run it, and I step out and be a father as well. And that's my freedom as well. Yeah, not- it's important, man. Like I, I know that struggle, man. And it, it takes a lot of balance, like not being there to make it to a parent teacher conference. Right. Or not being there to check the homework and I remember when my daughter got a, we, we had went to Chicago and, and she failed her spelling test. And I was like, damn, we wasn't there to study. You know what I mean? But having systems in place, having support, it makes it a lot easier, man. A lot easier because them kids is definitely a mental break for you as well. They definitely bring another kind of energy. Right. You know, that's, that's, that's free minds. That's fresh mindsets because that's new smiles. So your children, if you're looking at them, you're like, wow, he's my broke best friends. <laughs> <laughs> he's my broke best friends. So I got to really like, yeah, I mean, and in the end, you're doing it for them, That's right? It. So, like, anytime you feel tired, this is like, you know what? I can't be tired because I know what the future holds for him. I know what the future holds And I know what the future holds for her. We're just going to make this easier for them. You know what I mean? That's it. But it's also about overcoming adversity and taking imperfect action, like Max Maxwell said. And it's like, the thing I like about um, your story is that it's real and it's not perfect. Yeah. And that's that's the beauty of it because it's like in life nobody's ever perfect, right? No. Yeah. And it's like for you, like you said, you had to Google what a father like. That's yes. real. Like that's a real. It's an honest answer. That's no, it's, but but it's real though. It's like a real you know because you figure you Google everything. If you don't know, if you don't know what the answer is, you Google it. Yeah. Because yeah, you don't want guessing. And I, you know, I look at the men that was in my life. It was some great ones there, but I wasn't really consistent to learn from. Them. I really couldn't. I really couldn't relate. I can relate to them from certain things they was doing. But I took piece by piece because I had to still survive. Mm-hmm. So I was still in survival setting as well. Like, oh, are he on a restaurant? He doing this. Oh, wow, he on a barber shop. He on a mechanic shop. Yeah, but they had employees already. I was too young to work. So I had to get on the track. Yeah, Nip- Nipsey said that, man. He said it's tough to, to thrive when you're in survival mode. Yeah, in survival. As soon, as soon as you come out of survival mode, you're going to learn You that. forget times to eat. Yeah. You don't even eat. You know, I was I was skinnier. That's why I say never trust a skinny chef. Because when I was in that grind mode, it wasn't no eating. I had to survive. I really had to get in the trenches. I really had to 
make it do what it do. I really had to like, you know, take it. Then I'm getting my young lady pregnant. We both 19, she 18. This is a newborn baby, right? Bring a new life into the atmosphere of the world. I had to get on my grind. It was no little boy. You're not little art no more. You're not, you know, you're, you're becoming a man. Yeah. What you gonna grow? So I made two goals. One to build generational wealth. I want to prepare my death for my family. Yeah. yeah, and it's like um, it's like when Nas said uh, he's like I repped the brilliance of Queensbridge, and that line is so dope to me because it's like obviously Queensbridge is a project, so it's like when he said I, I repped the brilliance of Queensbridge, it's like you don't necessarily say public housing and brilliant, but I think like his line, like you're a living example of his line because it's like without knowing it, you you've ex you've shown brilliance like as far as you had the ghost restaurant you just doing it you don't know that's a ghost restaurant i ain't know nothing you you, brain, you, you you start the dance moving on you don't know that that's, that's marketing, marketing. You, you, yeah. you, 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 start, you, you, yeah. you start the restaurant out of your out of your house you just cooking food you don't know that you actually starting a real business and i also you know i'm saving lives through employment that's a fact you know i'm really saving young lives through employment i'm giving back to the community these kids in survival mode gotta take care of the little sister, gotta take care of the, the mother. And I'm really like, wow, they actually paying rent at what age? 17, mm. 15, 16, what? You only, you can't even get a work permit and you paying bills? Nah, Man. it's a real story and it's something yeah, that, course. like I said, the thing with Earn Your Leash is that we try to highlight different stories. But it's important to highlight stories like this because it's like talking about young entrepreneurs and it's like you're already succeeding with very little resources yeah. so it's like and at a very young age yeah so very it's like age. you're gonna get to where you need to go regardless because that's just god's plan but it's like what if what if you grew up in a in a middle class neighborhood you might be the ceo of pepsi <laughs> yeah. right now you know what i'm saying because you're already brilliant but at, at the end of the day like i said it's all part of the plan so you're gonna get there regardless and um, I like what you said as far as the family too because it's like that happens see this is something that it's not just you we Look at the Forbes list. You see half of the CEOs is divorced. I read Phil Knight's book. He was like, the biggest regret is that he wasn't there for his kid. Because it's like wow. when you're running a business on small or large level, entrepreneur, a lot of times you can, that can consume your life. Consume your and, life. And it's something that, like I said, that on a high level, small level, people, people struggle with that all the time. So it's like, it doesn't matter if you're running a Fortune 500 company or a bodega. Balance is something that everybody balance has to side. come in. Yeah. And catch the little, like when you go out to eat by yourself and you go going to eat with a friend, catch some little side, side conversations that people having with the bartender. So I actually learned how to get my kids three days out of the week because I learned, I heard from this man he was talking to. I was in Ruth Chris and he was talking to the bartender. He was like, um, yeah, so I don't get my daughter anymore. I, um, I only get her two days out of the week. It used to be three. Man, I'm in the back. I'm over here eating my, my food like, that's a good idea. I don't get them at all. <laughs> so, I'm like, you know what? I'm calling my child mother. Hey, hey, I'm going to start getting the kids three days out of the week. Okay, where that come from? <laughs> Man, I learned that. You hear me? I'm, I'm coming to get them. I'm going to start getting them. All right, what your days is? I'm going to figure that out. I just know I'm coming to get them three days out of the week, all right? So we was went from there and I started getting them. Now you're learning life on the fly. And like I said, I mean, it's, it's commendable. Because it's like, how many people could survive in that situation of not even growing up with parents yeah. and like, you know, literally being on your own at six years old, like being trying kidnapped to by out. your own brother. Like. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, real, real, real it's like, real, you know, man. like, you're learning life on the fly, and um, and it's really encouraging to even see 
a young entrepreneur. Like when we saw you in Baltimore, it's like that's dope. Like yeah. that you actually came to DC. Yeah, shout, shout out to my man L, man. My man L was like, come on. Yeah, he said, I bought the tickets. He said, where we going? Don't worry, you're going. But that's one of the dope <laughs> things about Earn Your Leisure. It's like a business. Who 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 would have thought somebody like uh, be listening to a business podcast like? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like it's we tapped in with the streets. It's it's like no, it's, it's, it's a really dope situation because it's something that it's like people always you present people with with a better way and they'll they'll go that way. Nine yeah. times out of ten, if a person, a lot of people will go that way. Some people won't, but a lot of people will go that way. But they have to be presented with it. Yeah. They have to be shown it. And and how many people are giving you the option or the opportunity to have a platform to say this story? Because your story was uplifting. Your yes. energy. I mean, people. I mean, Baltimore know your energy, yes, but like sir. the world gonna see your energy after this. But your yes, energy sir. was so infectious. I was just like, yo, this kid is a star. Hey, so um, I always always say star power, man. Like that star power. Seriously, like um, my mother time it was raining. You know, they shoot a movie in Baltimore. Shout out to Meek Mills and Chino. So they shooting a movie in Baltimore, Charm City Kings, produced by Will Smith and um, others. So they shoot a movie in Baltimore. So a friend of mine's come up there, um, Young Moose. I actually met Meek Mills out of Young Moose. We came up there earlier with Sonny. Then I linked up with the people that, you know, you got the little side people that feed everybody and things. I'm like, what y'all got up here? What y'all got to eat? What y'all serving? He was like, we just got little snacks like, you know, Chips and things that nature. I'm like, man, y'all feeding these people chips? These stars really eating chips and <laughs> carrots? I said, man, I got something, man. So the dude on the, the, the had the food truck, the food, he though did the food thing. He had a budget for food. So by me talking to me, like, look, I got this budget. Bring this amount of wraps up. And I'm like, say less. <laughs> say less. So I went to my storefront. I got some wraps. It was pulling down, thunderstorm raining. So tell Cuffy, come on. So I'm, I'm 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 feeding everybody. You know I got the budget already. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm feeding everybody. I had, Check clear. Had, had two bags left. I had two bags for the wraps left. So I'm walking. I see meat. I'm like meat. You hungry? Like what you got? Say so, I, mean, I got chicken and shrimp wrap, beef and shrimp wrap. He like give me the chicken and shrimp joint. So I gave him that one. And we walking off. He like no, nah, come get a picture. Like, no record, because he had his little outfit on, you know? <laughs> like, no record. So, Coffee took the picture for us and things of that nature. It was raining, so we got up out of there, for real. The next day, 10 a.m., I got a DM for Chino. Chino, like, Meek needs some bangers. Meek <laughs> want bangers. So, I fed Meek Mills again. You know Chino? You know Chino? Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, I grew up with Chino as well. Um, So, Chino hit me like, yo, Meek need bangers. Say what? Okay, I'm gonna hit you when I get like, I'm on my way, you feel me? <laughs> so that was definitely a milestone for me feeding that guy, you know, feeding that good brother. And that made me my respect level so much more for him. And definitely reading his doc like watching his documentary on Amazon made yeah. me cry. Definitely made me shed tears. Um, definitely made me respect him as a human being so much and just understanding from the poverty and where I come from and how I grew up and understanding like the reform situation what he's doing now for the world. It really woke me up. It woke me up. And when he ate that nacho banger twice, man, what? <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. One bite tastes like love, y'all. That one bite. Oh, that love. Shout out to Meek. Our second Meek Mill story on the podcast. Yeah. Um, we got to get Meek on the podcast. Good brother. For sure, for sure. So, Nacho, man, it was a pleasure. Um, thank you. Can you tell the people your social media handles, how to contact you? How to contact you? You, you can Google Nacho Bangers, N A C H O B A N G E R S. Everything pop up from videos, images, everything. 
Also, follow me on Instagram at D-I-N-Z-Y-K-I-L-A. Denzy Killer, uh, Nacho Bangers, uh, Cuffy Sauce. That's all you have to do. You're going to find us right there on all platforms. Where's your spot? Where's your spot at? Uh, 2420 East Monument Street, Baltimore, Maryland. Make sure y'all stop there if y'all in Baltimore. Oh, they going to pull up. What you there for? What you coming for? What connection you make? Make sure you come to the banger spot where one bite tastes like love. They coming. They coming. And never bro. trust a skinny chef. And never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever trust a skinny chef, y'all. <laughs> That's Bill. Troy, some housekeeping items. Sauce. Yeah, man. And look, let me tell y'all this though: some of them ghost restaurants and Grubhub and DoorDash, it be me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to Nacho. No, we got a new name, Huey B. Nacho. Yeah, Huey B. Nacho. So when I came up, that's the Archer Eagle name of me. I'm watching the Huey P. Newton story. And I was like, wow. This man was a legend. So I'm like, my name Huey now. <laughs> <laughs> Huey B. Nacho. So it's Huey Banger Nacho, you know what I mean? Shout out to Huey, Huey, Huey B. Nacho, man. And shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. Y'all know that's our Proud to Pay program. Uh, we have a... Over 120 uh, people on there. So shout out to everybody that has joined. We got some new members, uh, Maurice, my health fit, and Everett. So shout out to y'all for joining. And you know if you're on Tier 5, you have access to Earn Your Leisure University. That is our online school. If you're not in tune with EYL University, get in tune with it for sure. Locked in. If you're not up on there, man, get on on here now. Best (laughs) podcast in the universe. Earn your allegiance. Appreciate that. The book tip of this week, we got two books. The first book is Extreme Ownership by Jacko Wilnick. And the second book is How to Get Rich How to Get Rich Real Quick Dummy by Abini Nazir. She's from Baltimore, Maryland as well. Make sure y'all check out. Yeah, shout, out. Shout, shout out to Baltimore, man. You know we got Baltimore. We got a lot of ties in B more for sure. So all right, guys. Thank you for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.